had the opportunity to talk about the seed. Amen? Amen. And uh, the thing that's so wonderful about a seed is that, you know, when you put it into the ground, that's the end of your responsibility. And then, you know, uh, you put it into the ground and, you know, the water comes and the fertilizer comes. But it's God who causes it to grow. Yes. And that's the piece that, you know, that's beyond what we can do. You know, we can do our part, but it's God who causes it to grow. And with that being said, this is where we get the opportunity to talk about a new beginning. Amen. How many people would say that, you know, uh, I'm glad some things are over in my life and I'm looking forward to a new beginning. Anybody ever went to a new grade and you was thankful that, you know, you got promoted to a new grade because it was a new beginning. Right. You know, in Christianity, we call this the new level. Amen. We're all striving to get to the new level, the yeah. next level that God would have for us, because we're believing that at the next level, at the new level, that we won't have the same issues that we had at the old level. Amen. Anybody begin to see the day where, you know, you ain't got to struggle to pay your bills? You know, the new level, you know, where, you know, you begin to see that, you know, the aches and the pains that you have in your body, that at the next level, you won't have to deal with that. So we begin to call this the new beginning. But I kind of want to share this quote, this illustration with you guys, because I read it and I thought it was so, so uh, appropriate. How many people ever heard of the New Yorker magazine? You know. Yeah. One of those things. But Harold Ross, he started the New Yorker magazine years ago in a small office with little equipment. One day in a restaurant downstairs, he met Dorothy Parker, one of the magazine's first writers. What are you doing here, he asked. Why aren't you upstairs working? <laughs> you got to get this. says, somebody was using the pencil, she explained. So I came down for some coffee. From such humble beginnings, the New Yorker has become a famous and widely circulated magazine. You guys didn't get that. This was a magazine, and their whole purpose was to write articles, and they had a pencil, and somebody was using the pencil. Therefore, she had to go and get coffee because she was waiting for the pencil. I bet you they ain't waiting on no pencil right now. <laughs> but it goes to say that almost every great, Almost everything great had a small beginning. You got to start somewhere. We have experienced many setbacks and failures throughout our lives. Sometimes we allow these mistakes, these setbacks and failures to enslave us to the point that we never enjoy the full Christian life that God has given us to enjoy. You know, God has given us the ability to enjoy all things. Amen? All things that pertain to life and godliness. So I'll take a break for a moment because my turn is too loud. She didn't give me the remote. Let me get the remote.
How many people are morning people? Come on, everybody that's a morning person. You know, just because you get the opportunity to look forward to the morning. How many people are like me? You know, night is your morning. You know, you look forward to the night. All right, all right. You know, but either way, we get the opportunity to look forward to a new day. Amen? And so since we get the opportunity to look forward to a new day, then we get a new beginning. But in John chapter 10, verse 10, he tells us that uh, he says... The thief comes to kill, steal, and destroy. The thief's purpose, the thief's purpose is to kill and to destroy. My purpose is to give them a rich and a satisfying life. Another version says an abundant life. That God wants for you to have an abundant life. Amen? How many people believe that? That, I mean, you know, we look at our life and we begin to see that I'm not living this abundant life. And somehow we begin to say, well, maybe that's not true. Maybe it's not for me. But I'm here to tell you that the word of God is true and it's alive and it's for you and it's for me. And we just have to begin to just begin to make sure that that word of God becomes the reality in our life. Amen. Because we already know what the thief's purpose is. He doesn't want you to have this abundant life, does he? What do you want you to do? Ms. Meyer always says it. He wants you to die. No. <laughs> That's what the thief wants you to do. He wants you to die. But God's purpose is that you can have this life and that you can have an abundant life. In other words, he wants you to have this new beginning. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 17 says it this way. It says, this means that anyone who belongs to Christ. Is there anyone that belongs to Christ in here? Yeah. Amen. Has become a new what? A new person. That old things is gone and a new life has begun. You have a new life that has begun. So if you have a new life, then why do we spend so much time dwelling on what has happened? Amen. Why don't we just go ahead and make a decision to go forward 
and live the new life. Amen. Because in the new life, we get to enjoy the abundance, which God says that he wants for us to have. The good news is that God says, I want to do something new in your life. Say, God wants to do something new in my life. Yeah, he wants to give you a fresh start, a new beginning. And, and, and see, here's the piece when we get a new, be, a new beginning. It's, it's our opportunity to do it, what we purpose to do with it. Amen? So, so in other words, when, when, you know, when I was this athlete and I used to run track and, you know, you get up there and you make that, that, uh, that false start and they tell you you disqualify and then somebody go back and they say, we're going to give you a chance to start over. So in essence, what they was giving me was another opportunity to get on the line so that I could compete. That's right. And so at that point, they had given me my opportunity. It was up to me what I was going to do with my new start. God is saying that it's up to you to begin to do something with this new start that he has given you. What are you going to do with it? This news is a major element of our Christian faith to start fresh and have a new beginning with God. The truth is that God, the truth is that with God, any time is a time for a new beginning. So in other words, we don't have to wait until the new year, do we? Because, you know, that's what we've been taught is that, you know, I start everything new with the beginning of the year, you know, change out all my bad habits and get the new ones. But when you're in Christ, Anytime is a good time to start something new. God overruled. Let's go to Isaiah 43, verse 16. Isaiah 43, verses 16 through 20 says it like this. He says, I am the Lord who opened a way through the waters, making a dry path through the sea. Verse 17 says... I call forth the mighty army of Egypt with all its chariots and horses. I drew them beneath the waves and they drowned. Their lives snuffed out like smoldering candlewick. That was all of the enemies. But verse 18 says, but forget all that. (laughs) It is nothing compared to what I am going to do. See, that's the piece that God wants us to begin to get excited about is what he's going to do. Amen. Come on, I know we get excited about what God has done, but that's over and that's not going to affect you for your tomorrow. But what God is saying, once you begin to believe me for what I am going to do. Let's go back to that verse, Pastor Sharon. Let's finish out these scriptures. It says in verse 20, the wild animals in the fields will thank me. The jackals and the owls too, for giving them water in the desert. Yes, I will make rivers in the dry wasteland so my chosen people can be refreshed. So God is talking about you. He's talking about how, you know, it's dry. And then how, you know, he's making a way in the desert so that you will be able to prosper. He's giving you the opportunity to be able to have a new beginning. Can you say amen? So the truth is, God overruled the affairs of men and gave their forefathers a new start. The whole reason that they was in the desert is because, come on, they were slaves and they was leaving. 
But God ruled will rule that, and he gave them freedom, amen? A place to start new again, amen? A place where it wasn't designed for them to spend 40 years in. It was designed for them to walk through. And once again, it was up to them to do what they were supposed to do to get through that wilderness, amen? God made the way, and then it was up to them to begin to do what they were supposed to do. So God takes us to a place of dependence, then creates new beginnings and new blessings. And so in verse 18, what he was just trying to get them to do is don't look back. If God gives you a new start, don't look back. Don't look back. It's one thing to remember the past successes, but another to live in the past. Anybody still live in the past? Come on. You know, I graduated from high school in 1985. And I can tell you right now, I do not have those Jordans that I had in 1985. Because that was back in the day. Today I got new Jordans. Anybody know what I'm talking about? God is trying to get us to think about the past and what he's done, but not to live there. Come on, you know you stuck when you know, man, you know, when you you know when you was in kindergarten, you, now you're in the eighth grade and you still playing with the kindergarten toys. That's being stuck. Come on, you, 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 you know. He doesn't want for us to live that way. Our faith is often limited by what we have experienced in the past. Israel was where they were because of a history of failures and disobedience. Yet God says, don't look back at the past. He makes things new. When we come to Christ, we become a new creation. All things become new. All things become new. God creator, he makes new things. He is not in the box. We try to place him in. He can do in your life what you have never seen done before. What you have never seen done before. Amen. We just got to give God the opportunity. Amen to do the new thing that he wants to do in us. How many people are, 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 are still kind of, you know, you know, God, I like the new stuff, but can, can, we, can we have the old? You know, we like to sing the song, give me that old time religion. It's good enough for me, give me that. You know, we, we, we like to think about back in the day, you know, when we used to have a big dinner and everything, and we forget that, you know, we're going to have a big dinner this year. Amen? But God wants the opportunity to do something new in your life. God is only getting started. God is only getting started with us, y'all. Church, God is only getting started with us. So once God delivered Israel by making a path through the water, now the water will make a path in the desert. So in other words, God is not predictable. He does not deliver the same way each time. How he heals one is not how he may heal you. And then it tells us, can't you see it? Can't you see that God is getting ready to do this incredible thing for you? Amen. God is getting ready to do this incredible thing for us here at Acts. Amen. Can't you see it? Can't you see that, you know, God has begun a great work and that God wants to complete it? Can't you see it? We work. Created for God's praise. So 
So here's what we got to do to begin to walk in our new beginnings. How many people want to begin to walk in their new beginnings? Amen. Amen. Yeah. We have to act in faith. Hmm. Act in faith. New beginnings come to those who step out in faith. To change anything in your life by the power of God takes what? Faith. Takes faith. To start anything new, it takes what? Faith. Faith. And so that's where we are, church. We are in a place where we have to have a new beginning. Amen? And it takes faith. It takes faith. In the new beginning with God, new beginnings with God are possible no matter how spiritually low we have gone. And so let's talk about that for a minute. <laughs> spiritually low. Anybody ever had a spiritual low? Come on. You know the spiritual low, you know, where you, know, you get low and sometimes we get low enough where it's hard to pray. You know, it's hard to pray. Show hard to go to church in. Spiritual low. But no matter how low you may feel spiritually, you can still have a new beginning in God. Isn't that wonderful? Isn't that good news? That no matter how far we may feel that things aren't happening in our lives, we can have a new beginning. It's the first thing he wants to know. That's how we begin to walk in faith is to know that God wants us to have the new beginning. The second thing he wants to know is that new beginnings with God must focus on the cross of Jesus Christ. New beginnings, we focus on the cross. Amen? How does God see our world, our society? Matter of fact, that's just a great opportunity for us right now. Because how many of us complain about what's going on right now? Come on, how many of us just believe that life is just unfair to black folks? I'm just asking. How many of us believe it? We just believe it's just unfair. But what God is trying to get us to say that if we want to begin to see a new beginnings, and believe me that there's opportunity for new beginnings, amen, we have to begin to look to the cross and begin to know that, you know, can't no man stop what God wants to do for us. A new beginning. He says the third thing is, is new beginnings with God must focus on the obedience to his word. Can we talk about that one? Obedience to his word. Obedience. Obedience to his word, not to man, but obedience to his word. What does God say? What does God say to you? Hmm. How many people have made their own plans for life? You know, you just decided that this is what you're going to do, and that's it. Come on, just be honest about it. You, you, you made that decision. This is, this is your life, and you're going to do what you want to do with it. Well, you know, that's, that's, a, that's a perspective, amen? But the perspective that God tells his children to have is the perspective where we are obedient to his word. Amen? Obedient to his word. So, so what, how, how do we reconcile these? You know, I have what I want to do and what I say I'm going to do. And then I have what God said he want me to do. Now, what God has said he wants you to do is to be a blessing to others. Amen. And that includes a life of service. But, you know, you really want to hire servants. 
How do you reconcile? It's a, it's a real, it's a real important question. Because I want to be the, the shot caller, the boss, but God is telling me to serve man. Which one do we do? Which, which one takes priority in our life? God's will, doesn't it? Because here's the thing: is that how many people remember the story of Joseph? Yep. Joseph didn't start out as the boss called. He started out as the servant. Yes, he did. And he just kept on serving God and serving man until God put him in charge. You, 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 you see, what God, what Joseph did is that he focused on his obedience to God rather than his obedience to what he wanted. And as a result of that, God brought him to become the head. Amen? Y'all believe that? Do you believe that God is able to get you where you have only been dreaming that you can be? New beginnings with God must focus on building his house. And that's kind of where we're going to land at today. We have to focus on building God's house. How many people know that the church is not Rodney's house or Sharon's house or Sheila's house or Larry's house, but it is God's house. And in order to build God's house, it requires everybody. So Acts, we have this opportunity to begin again. Amen? So 37 seven years ago, we moved into this property. And uh, it was probably about seven years to this day when we was over at Santa Rosa Elementary when we began to, to rally up everybody and tell them that God had a new land for us. Amen. And we all drove over to this site so that we could begin to look at it and just find the land. And he's like, Woo, man, don't y'all believe? Don't y'all see it? Can't y'all see it? We ain't got to set up the tear no more. We got everything we want, man. We got a fellowship hall, man. We got a sanctuary. We got everything over here, boy. But in order to do it, church, it's going to require all of us coming together to make it happen. And everybody said, amen. 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 Woo, Pastor, man, I'm with you on this one. Man, it was a big old circle, man. Man, it was a big circle, man, that was in here that day. It was a good day. Everybody drove over excited about that. So now we're seven years into this thing and we got a small circle. But God tells us, don't despise the day of small beginnings, humble beginnings, amen? amen? Because what God still wants for us to do is believe in the power of the seed, amen? Yeah. Come on. Everybody that's here today, you're here by purpose, amen? Because I believe in the seed, Amen? And that if God is going to do a new beginning, he's going to do it what we have and not what we do not have. Amen? Amen. And so that's how we begin to build God's house. Hmm. Just begin to make a commit. And how many people know that when you commit to God, then you're supposed to honor your commitment to God. And so, you know, we're seven years into this thing, and I told you guys uh, last year that the whole property was going to be going up for sale. And uh, since then, uh, the property is owned. We have a new landlord, and, uh, you know, uh, he's a nice, nice uh, guy. However, you know, his objective is to make money. Yeah, that's right. And so since he decided that he wants to make money, he decided to take this suite that we lease right now, 108, and lease it to somebody that can pay him more money. Amen? But how many people know that God is good? Yes, he is. And so in that, 
what God has done is that he's given us the opportunity to lease from them. So what that looks like is that Pastor Rodney ain't got to come out here and clean. <laughs> Paint. I ain't got to fix the air conditioning. I ain't got to fix the heat. All we got to do is come in here and show up and set up our chairs and run our music. But even with that, that requires a commitment. So the reason that we say that it's a, it's a great beginning for Acts is that in the 13 years, this is probably the best deal we've had in a long time. A long time. Our expenses to run a church has been very high. Amen. You know, I, oh, ooh, man, I don't even talk about them $8,000 days a month, what it will cost to run the ministry, you know, down to where just to occupy this place, God had worked a miracle where it was costing us 3000 a month, and he brought people in to help pay for that. But now we're at this new phase, amen? And this is where he begins to say that I've already cut through the desert and given you guys a path. Now I'm going to cause the water to flow through the desert if you're committed. Mm-hmm. Amen. And so the new deal that we have uh, to be able to occupy this same spot uh, where it's going to cost us about $1,500 a month. But in order to do that, we have to have commitment. Amen. We have to know if people are on board with being here in Maricopa. Because no matter how we look at it, it's going to cost you $1,000 if you go to the school. It's going to cost you $1,000 if you call over to the, to the city. Anywhere we go inside of Maricopa, it's going to cost money. But we have the opportunity to stay here where we can begin to continue to reside as a church and a family with minimal setup and teardown. But in order to do that, it's going to require commitment because it's time for us to have a new beginning. How many people really want to, you know, see some new people? Amen. Amen. I mean, you know, you know, you like the neighbor that you sit next to, but it wouldn't it be nice if you have somebody new to talk to, somebody new to laugh with. Amen. You know, somebody that come in, they got some new ideas, some new songs. Wouldn't you guys like to see? As God said, can't you see it? Can't you begin to see the new people that's coming in simply because we don't have all that old burden? Amen. That old burden of having to pay bills and set up and. And keep this place looking somewhat okay. We don't have that burden. All we have to do is commit. Amen? And so one of the things that we're going to be passing out in just a moment is going to be a commitment card. And on the commitment card, it's going to be broken into three areas. It's called your treasure. Amen? Your treasure is your money. Amen? And that's one of the things that we use to be able to pay bills. Amen? So what we have to find out is that we have to find out how much money is going to be coming in so that we can begin to make a commitment to the new landlord because the new landlord, you know, they ain't interested in late pays. Amen? We, 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 me and Pastor Sharon, we can't get on our knees and be begging no more. Amen? Well, y'all please give us one more week. Give us two more weeks. We're going to be good for it. What they're interested in is can we make our payment every month on time. And so in order for us to do that, we have to be able to go back with confidence and tell them that this is how much we can pay. I'm just going to tell you, you know, I'm not embarrassed being able to tell them, say, hey, you know, uh, we ain't got it like that. What we got is if what we got is $200, then that's what we got. But what we want to be able to do is negotiate 
at the top where it's not embarrassing. Amen? Amen. And I believe that God has equipped us to be able to do that if we'll all just take a look into our hearts and our treasure and see what God has poured into us. Amen? And if we do that, I believe that, you know, we're going to come out okay. So that's your treasure. You know, make a commitment for the for the year, what you can do weekly, monthly. And it's just as an indicator so we'll know what to talk to these new landlords about. Amen? And then the second thing that we have to take a look at is, what is my time commitment? What am I doing with the talent that God has given me? Amen? Because we can't continue to run this church the way we did in the past if we want to begin to see something new happen. We have to have a new commitment towards prayer. Amen? Everybody has to commit to prayer. Everybody needs to commit to doing something at the church. And there's some examples that's there. You know, greeting, ushering, running the sound. Amen? You know, the website updates. All these things that's going to allow us to begin to usher in the new growth, new people. Don't y'all know it's people that want to come to this church? Can I give y'all a real story about this church? You know, it was a family that came to this church, and, you know, uh, they, they you know, had this one little girl. She just was real honest about everything she saw. And so she walked around, and everything she saw, she commented about it. And one of the things that happened is that she went into the bathroom, and uh, that bathroom was stinking. Ooh, she commented about, oh, Dad, we can't stay here. It's the bathroom stink. And, you know, that's a real thing. You know, that's a, an, an indictment, right? Because all it takes is somebody to go back there and do what? Spray. But in order to do that, we have to, we, we, we have to begin to say that, you know, I want people to feel welcome. What about when, you, you know, you have guests coming to your house? You, you kind of spray up everything, right? Make it feel inviting and welcoming. In order to do that, it takes everybody. It takes everybody. And I can never uh, forget that day, you know, leaving. I was like, wow, man. She, 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 she just read the riot act right here. She didn't even know I was listening. But I heard every word she said. And, you know, from that point on, you know, I make it a point. That's why y'all see me walk through the church from the front door to the back door to see if things are in place, if things are ready. But how many people know that that's not my job? That's not my place. My place is to teach the word of God. Amen. When I come through here, the only thing I should be thinking about is delivering the word of God, not about how the birds don't mess up the front and how, you know, the bathrooms are messed up. That's supposed to be other people that's supposed to be thinking about that when they come through here. We all do our part. Amen. We all do our part and we begin to experience this wonderful thing that God wants to do. Amen. And so that's our time and our talent. That God wants for us to make a commitment with our treasure. He wants for us to make a commitment with our time. And he wants for us to make a commitment with our talent. And then one of the things that is on the card, and we just have to point it out to you this way, is that we can go to Chandler and have the same space for half the cost. Hmm? Tell them what the cost is. $500. $500 a month, we can be in Chandler. So, you know, essentially what that means then is that, you know, that's no pressure, that's no stress. But what God wants to do is he wants to do something in Maricopa. And in order for us to do something in Maricopa, we need for Maricopa 
to be able to tell us what they're willing to do. Amen? That, that's where we are. And so, um, you know, on the card, there's an opportunity for you to be able to place, you know what, we can leave Maricopa and we'll support Acts in this new location. And then the, uh, the last thing on the card is that I cannot make a commitment at this time. I can't make a commitment at this time. Now, we, we certainly understand that, but when we say that we can't make the commitment at this time, what that means then is that we can't commit to the new landlords where we have to give them an answer tomorrow. So by default then is that we won't be able to give them the assessment. We don't have next week to go back and say, well, you know, some folks, they had to change their heart and they decided they're going to jump in. No, today is what we have. And I understand that today is a very light crowd uh, for that, but that also kind of tells us that, you know, our commitment has to come up, you know. Our commitment has to be that, you know, uh, we're going to make it to church, amen. And we thank everybody for making it to church. But in order for us to do what God's calling us to do in Maricopa, that's the kind of commitment we have to have. Be because, you know, uh, there's other people that uh, are in the East Valley that are asking us, hey, you guys ever thought about starting something new somewhere else? No, we never thought about it. We committed to Maricopa. But we're at a place now where it's something we have to consider because the expense of being here in Maricopa is, is tremendous, you know. It's a tremendous expense for Pastor Sharon and myself. You know, we drive from Chandler to Maricopa at least four times a week. That's using our vehicles. It's using our gas. It's using our time. So it tells you that we have been committed, you know, so... People say whatever they want to say about Acts, but one of the things that you guys can tell us is that pastors are committed. Amen? Amen. They commit, you know. They make the drive. Amen? Sometimes I come out here twice a day. So it's, it's, it's not a matter of it's the leadership team committed. leadership team is committed. Pastor is committed. Brother Larry is committed. Now where we are is that it's time for us to do the new thing, amen? And the new thing requires a new commitment, that's all. And so when you get your card, amen, we don't want you, we don't want you to put your name on it. We want you just to fill out the card. Yes, I can commit my treasure, whatever that is that you can commit to weekly, whatever that is, you can, here, here's your cards right here, Larry. Whatever you can commit to monthly, whatever, you know, you're willing to do around the church, you know, put that on the card. And then we can begin to make the uh, honest assessment of what we're going to do. Amen? Because uh, just give your timeline. Uh, the new landlord takes over in November. November the 13th. And so, uh, you know, they are making their assessment. So they need to know where we stand in terms of our commitment, so that they can begin to make their plans for their commitment. Yo, give the kids one too. Yo, I want them to fill out one too. Because you guys can formulate what you're committed to. Amen. Come on. You, you can give up something. Come on. Make a commitment. Everybody can, can make a commitment towards something. Amen. Um, we'll have somebody get some pens and some pencils. And then what you're going to do, once you complete filling those out, when the offering basket comes around, you can place it in the offering basket. They'll get collected. It's anonymous. 
it gets kind of lets us know what we, where we stand in terms of being negotiated. What's that? Say what? No, please don't put your name on. That's right. Come on. You know you get a dollar a week. Come on, girl. Put, give us that dollar. Come on. Don't be shy. Yeah, you know the youth. Y'all of anybody. Y'all know how y'all benefit from it. You know y'all know what it's like to show up to you and you know we to go eat ice cream. You go eat eat pizza and, and do all those wonderful things. Well, you know that's a result of somebody being committed. So while you tune that out, we'll. Have uh, some music play. It don't work. So yours work? Huh? It don't work. Anybody got a working pen? Can you pay for your pen if you're done? So you got to get working pens. Everybody get a chance to fill out their commitments. Anybody need a pen? Anybody need more time? All right, give you two more minutes. <laughs> 